everybody. Welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. Ooh, season Woo. three. We love yeah. it. Yeah. We love it. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so much second fun episode. Yes. Things happening. Um, okay, so when we get I cannot wait to tell you, but when we get down to my book later on today, I haven't finished it. It's just that good. What? Like no. I'm 80% in. It's that good that I'm like, I, I have to talk about I it. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. That means yeah. it's super, super good. Right, right. Like oh I obviously gosh. I won't know how the ending is, but I can't wait because I'm just like, oh, I can't wait you to can, finish this. We can do predictions though and try to guess yes. how we think it will go because that'll be fun. Okay. I yeah, love that. I love that. I love making wild guesses and being completely wrong. That's like okay. my brand. Predictions are one of my most favorite things to do when yes. reading books. And I feel like I've tried to figure out how can I like share my predictions with people, but there really isn't a way to do it unless someone's already reading the book and it's right. with you. Otherwise, right. it's like, yeah. Yeah. You know. No, I know. It's like when we were you were reading The Family Bones and I had already finished it and you were like, these are my two guesses. I think yeah, I, either this or this. Oh, are you still there? Oh, sorry. I bumped my mic. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> my, my, my mic is like one of those mics where if you touch the top, it'll turn off. And so oh. if I get too excited and get too close, I turn it off with my chin. Anyway, so I was like, <laughs> when we were reading The Family Bones, um, I you gave me your two predictions and yeah. one of them I was like mm-hmm, 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 and the other one was like absolutely not and so then I was just yeah. like well, one one of those might be right but I'm not going to tell you which one <laughs> and one was See, right. Yeah, that's what it's so. That's to me. That's what's so fun about like if you do like a buddy read or something. Yes, I love to be like oh my god, what do you think is going to happen? And here's my predictions. Yes. Um, Yes. yes. I think that's the plus side of a buddy read is that you mm-hmm. can talk about as you read your reactions. Mm-hmm. It's more fun because later – think. I mean, at least for me, my memory is very bad. So later mm-hmm. thinking back, I'm like, what book? What, right. what are you talking about? I never read that and it's like such a popular book I've read very obviously read, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Absolutely. I completely understand that. There have been times where – I mean – it. My, I feel like my brain is Swiss cheese when it comes to books. Like it just mm-hmm. like goes right through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, I did read this. Or I'm halfway through the book and I'm like, God, man, this is sounding really familiar. Yes. And then yes. I'm pissed because I'm like, dang it, I've already read this. I could have been reading something else. But also you clearly remember none of it. So it's like you're it. reading it for the first time in a way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have one book that I've read twice four stars both time loved it both times still cannot tell you right now like i read it in twice in the last six months no idea i can't at least you're consistently reviewing it that's a good sign you're not just like a two and then a five you're like yeah it's the same (laughs) i'm feeling good about it across the board yeah but also you remember (laughs) nothing about it just positive vibes and that's all just i mean oftentimes right because i forget plots of things Mm -hmm. you'll be like oh tell me about a book you recommend Okay, mm-hmm. well then I'll recommend books, and then right. like, oh, what what about the and I don't I don't you know, or they're like, what is it about? And you're like, I don't yeah. know. Don't ask me the plot. You, that's I how like you it. asked. That's how yeah. you asked me. You asked, can you recommend a book? And I said yes. Here it is. I can go to Goodreads because I don't know what it's about. <laughs> yes, I have. There's an aura of positivity around it, and that's it. Um, that's it. Yeah, I feel good about it. I love that because it's kind of like that saying where you're like where. 
people you people don't remember what you said, but they remember yes. how you made them feel. Yes. And so that's exactly how I like take this. That's also very accurate. It's very like even if nobody did anything to me, and if they make me feel like bad, I'm like, mm, I don't like you. You didn't do yep. anything to me personally, but you give me that bad vibe, so I'm never gonna talk to you again. Goodbye. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I agree. I love that quote, honestly. <laughs> So what have you been up to? Um, well, we are still, I mean, listeners hate to tell you, we're still before Thriller Fest, so I got no news to say anything <laughs> yet. But I will say that I am working diligently on getting my draft done and my queries and my pitch and my synopsis and all the things. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my entire life right now. I, I have nothing As else it should to contribute be. to anything what? other than I am heads down for trying to make my dream come true yes that's it that's i mean what else could yeah. you possibly be doing besides trying to make your there's nothing there's no nothing better nothing uh other than i am now in phoenix this mm-hmm. weekend for mother's day seeing my mom i'm gonna go mm-hmm. down to tucson tomorrow with my brother so always nice to come here yes yeah. absolutely are you gonna be going to phoenix for um when riley sager comes to the poison pen and does his signing in june by any chance I am not, unfortunately. Okay. I just thought of that um, right I, now. I was like, maybe she'll be there. Who could say? Yeah, I really want to. I want to go. So I've lived in Arizona. I grew up here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I have come back a million times. I've never been to the Poison Pen. Are you kidding me? No, I've I know. I've even been like three times. Listen, <laughs> I know. It's so – it's just because when I'm down here, oftentimes I don't have a car. I'm relying on other people. And, you know, it's I'm here for family right now yeah. most of the time. So there's not a lot of opportunity to get over there. And I'm usually here for like fly-in Friday morning. Yes fly out Sunday morning. Yes. But it is my goal to get there sometime in the near future because, I mean, it it's seems like it's amazing. Pretty amazing. Each time mm-hmm. I've gone, it's like they, the people are so knowledgeable and so helpful. And I feel like I learned so much about thrillers. Oh, yeah. Just from being like, hey, can you give me a recommendation? They're so kind. And oh, okay. I recommend, especially if it's close to you, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I definitely. It's a it's a bucket list. I wanted to do like all the major ones, like okay. that one. Murder I'm by happy the book. you brought that up because I have a list here of <laughs> the ones that I either want to go to or have been to. They're on a list, and really quickly, I want to introduce our guest. Who okay, just she up just joined us. I Welcome. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, yeah. we can. And I think that you're going to have something to contribute to this conversation. So that's why I wanted to quickly bring you in. So for those of you who did not immediately recognize her voice, which honestly, <laughs> how could you? That would be crazy. Our guest today is a bookstagrammer that you will know if you love thrillers and crime fiction. Um, we have Megan from Bone Chilling Books, who is one of my very favorite bookstagrammers, and she is known for amazing author interviews and fun reels. Welcome, Megan. Yay. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That was a great introduction. And uh, likewise, being a favorite bookstagrammer, Chelsea, I love yours oh as well. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. And I mean, I have a lot of questions for you, but right, okay, so right now we're talking about the mystery thriller themed bookstores around the country oh man like a bucket list feelings emotions oh so i used to live in houston and Mm. so yeah yeah. 
Yeah. See, Mm -hmm. I doesn't even need an introduction, but used to live in Houston, used to go to murder by the books all the time. And I miss that store so much, so much. (laughs) It looks amazing. Okay. But by you, I know this, and maybe not right by you, but you've been to mainly murders a few times and that's one in Maine, right? Yeah. So I'm originally from Maine. And when I go back, I currently live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But when I go back to Maine in the summers, typically, I'll definitely make it a point to hit up that store. It's super cute. It's run by these two older women. And let me tell you, they know their stuff. It's really cool. Like, yeah, you walk in and they're like, are you looking for anything in particular? And then if you tell them just like even a couple words, they will match whatever it is that you're looking for based on theme or characters or whoever. And they will just say, yep, it's over here and pull it out for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's what you want to have in a bookstore. And so my family, my mom's side of the family is from New Hampshire. And I'm like, that's practically Maine. There's yeah. no difference. <laughs> so next time I'm just going to pop up to Maine. I really want to go. It looks yes. so cute. Yes, you definitely should. And then another bookstore, and I don't know if you have the opportunity to go here one day, but New York City is uh, the Mysterious mm-hmm. Bookshop, which I'm sure you've seen it yes. multiple times on uh, Abby Endler's Crime by the Book books yes. program. So yeah. yeah, she she definitely put that one on my radar. And when I was there in September, I was like, oh my God, this bookstore is amazing. I think my I actually forced my mom to go. I was like, okay, we're here. <laughs> we have to go. So yes. He came with me and we stayed for like two hours and just yes. read books inside. It was really cool. And that's saying a lot because that store is like one room, one medium-sized room. So two hours, that's commitment. Like you yeah. were there for the, a long time. That's oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that store. And we're going to be in New York for Thriller Fest in like a couple weeks oh. and definitely on the list to go mm-hmm. back to the Mysterious Bookshop. Awesome. I'm so jealous that you guys get to go. That's really cool. Hopefully, it'll be everything we want it to be. Sure. I mean, I don't know. But Olivia's <laughs> been there. She knows. You know how yes. good it is. I. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I'm very uh, excited. And the Mysterious Bookshop, they're a huge partner of ITW and Thriller Fest. So they've got a whole store that they do actually there at the conference, um, as well as going to the store. So that's my – Love it. Game plan. Love it. It's going to be so great. Um, and then we were just talking about I'm in Arizona this weekend and considering if I can get myself to Poison Pen today. You have to. Goal. You have try. to. Do it. They close at six. This is what's hard. Like, and, oh. you know, Phoenix traffic is no joke. So. Look. <laughs> and Uber Listen, I have it. my excuses. I understand. I will get there. <laughs> <laughs> I really like now. Okay. So I want to go to the Riley Sager event there in <laughs> June. That's. Like, I will drive there. But now that he announced that he's going to be at um, – in Pennsylvania at oh the – Oh, my God. I want to go to that. With Ruth Ware. I was oh, like, my God. Is it excessive to fly to Pennsylvania? Is that weird? Is that no. just – I thought the same no. thing. I was like, man, you really – I feel like that's worth a trip because right? see Riley and Ruth Ware, what? It's yeah. a win-win, win-win, win-win. 100%. It's a thriller, yeah. thriller book lover dream. It is. So, sorry, listeners, though, this has already happened by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> that was on, I think it's June 20th that that's Look actually it. happening. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, who cares? You guys, go to Instagram and look at how much fun people had and say, yes. wow, I wish that was wow. me. And that, just, <laughs> Plan just for wish. next year. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike us, be better planners. Get it together. You know, I've always said that about myself and to myself. Mm -hmm. I lied. It's today. It's June 27th. Oh, book a a ticket now. Hurry quick. Right now. Stop what (laughs) you're doing. Today's the day. (laughs) Get over there. Run. Don't walk. (laughs) Fly. Don't take a train or a bus or a car. Just get there ASAP. You're welcome. (laughs) You have time. It's not till seven tonight. You you can do this. Let's go. So much. I'm on my way. Here I go. (laughs) So much time. Okay, so anyway, moving on now to the other mystery bookstores. I just want to quickly tell you guys. So Poison Pen, we talked about. Yeah. Mystery Inc., do you guys know that one? Is that in Wisconsin? Um, I don't know. No. I'll look it up right now and tell oh, you. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know that one. <laughs> mystery Inc. Um, I feel like this is mystery? like a trivia of how do you know? Well, I, yes. I Googled it and Mystery Inc. tattoo came up, so I feel like... <laughs> It is in Huntington Beach, California. Is it? Oh. oh. Well, no wonder I've been to it because I'm like, yeah, how have I been right? here? <laughs> yes, they're in Huntington Beach. They're super cute and they have like book events. Um, I remember it now. The owner was really nice. I bought a very old copy of one of the Agatha Christie books there that was like ancient and it was adorable. Um, yes. And then after that, Mysterious Bookshop, obviously, Mysterious Galaxy which is in San Diego, um, okay. which is amazing. And then the ones that um, I – Should we go there for BoucherCon? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely we should. It's yes. so great. And um, the other ones that I haven't been to that I want to go to, one of them is Mystery Lovers Bookshop. Do we know that one? Um, no. I do not I'm know that one. It is in Pennsylvania. Oh. Oh. That's right. Just throwing that one out there. Oh, in Oakmont. P.A. Huh. Um, These ones I've never heard of before. I know. That's why I had to write them down. because I I really love that you have a bucket list that we can actually, like, (laughs) (laughs) we can go through. Because I thought about doing that because I was like, all right, I mean, I know the big, what the big three, that's what I'm calling them, which would be Mm -hmm. Poison Penned, Mm -hmm. uh, Murder by... Murder by the Book, right? Yeah. And the Mysterious Bookshop. But all, like, there's, I knew there has to be other ones, right? So yes. I'm very excited. And that's why as soon as I find them, I write them down. The last one that I have is in Minneapolis. It's called Once Upon a Crime. Oh, yes. Ooh. I have heard about Once Upon a Crime. I have heard I that one. I love that name. I know, right? It really draws you in. It's super cute. Like, all of these are just super cute, like, indie, and I want to go to all of them. So I wrote them down to make it manifest it, you know? It yeah. will happen one day. Not today, but one day it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about it. Okay, so Megan, um, we're so happy that you're here. We have so many questions for you. First of all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for reaching out to me and asking if I wanted to be on this. I was really excited. I don't think you – as we've talked about before, I – was a podcast host, or I should say am mm-hmm. a podcast host. Um, so I've never really been on the other side of the the microphone. So to speak. No. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Megan and I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma currently. Who knows where is next? I feel like I've been all over. I'm originally from Maine, lived out in California in the San Francisco area for a few years, moved down to Houston for a few years, and definitely visited Murder by the Book often, and then uh, moved up to Tulsa about two and a half years ago. Um, Love so, it. So yeah, and and I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think that like 
my bookstagram. So my bookstagram is uh, Bone Chilling Books, and I feel like a lot of people think that that's my that's what I do, but right? I don't. <laughs> um, it is just a hobby, uh, but a very time consuming hobby, but it's a lot of fun. And the reason why I'm here three years later, and I've met so many amazing people like yourselves, actually. And uh, I've actually made in like met them in real life. And yes. we to, yeah, we went to, um, it was a girl's trip. We went to Nashville and Aww. I think this was last August. It was super cool. Um, heart racing pages. She's Celeste. She's actually a girl that I've known for a while. Like, you know, we met in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. but then the other two we met on through bookstagram. So it was really cool, but yeah. So besides bookstagram and that being a hobby, I actually do have a full-time day job. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everyone always asks like, is this your job? Like, no, (laughs) No. I wish it was, but no, this isn't like that. (laughs) It's a fun hobby. It is a fun hobby. I mean, there are things that you can definitely like, you know, I've, and I'm sure you have too, is like work collaboration with some people like, I don't know, Paramount Plus or even Netflix Mm -hmm. or just most recently there was, um, it's called Ben Q and it was a floor, an an e-lamp. It was either a floor one Mm -hmm. or, um, it was like a conversion to a desk lamp. So cool stuff like that. Yeah. You can get paid for it. So monetizing it, but definitely doesn't make, make, uh, the money to pay the bills. (laughs) Right. Imagine like living off of having an Instagram or social media, you have to be like next level. Like that's your job. You're like, here's my assistance information, you know, like that. (laughs) But I mean, just, I think everybody, I'm going to speak for everybody and just say that it look, your Instagram is so beautiful. It's put together so well. It's like, it's amazing. Yes. It's very pleasing to the eye. (laughs) Well, that and like you, so we were just talking about this, um, earlier that you also do such an amazing job with reels Mm -hmm. like it looks like you're very intentional about your schedule so uh, we have a lot of uh listeners who are bookstagrammers can you tell us a little bit about like how do you plan your bookstagram um Thank you. And I'm glad that I've basically fooled everyone. So that's- <laughs> You've done it. You've done it. <laughs> I really, truly have no plan. I used to, but then I realized it It was like freaking me out and I was so mm-hmm. stressed out and I was always on Instagram. Not that I'm not now, but yeah. it was like crazy back then. And I just realized that I was actually spending more time on it than like actually hanging out with my family. And I was like, that is mm-hmm. not okay. Yeah. So, and then, like I said, I just got, got stressed out. But now it's like kind of whatever I'm feeling. So a lot of times too, I'll even outsource it. And by that, I mean, I'll post on stories and be like, hey, what are you looking to see on my bookstagram? Or Mm -hmm. what is it that you're interested in? Plus, I do engage with, I try to anyway, with everyone who Mm -hmm. DMs me or, you know, comments on anything that I've posted and get feedback that way just to see like what they're most interested in. I also ask a lot of questions in my post of like, you know, what's your favorite genre of thrillers or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. And then mm-hmm. if it's like psychological thriller, then I'll gather all my psychological thriller books and either focus on that or like a specific theme. So if it's like, I don't know, the dark ac- academia trope or something like that, then I'll mm-hmm. just create, you know, some books that way or sorry, some reels that way. But um, yeah, and then as far as like, I don't do any batch, you know, videoing or uh, photos or anything like that. I just literally do it on a whim. I used to be 
like I said, just, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever, Tuesdays, Thursdays, this is exactly what I'm going to post. And it just got to be way too stressful. So it's really whatever I'm feeling. (laughs) How many books do you think that you have at home? That's my question. Yeah. Because they're always different. I'm like, this girl must have so many bookshelves. Like, it's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I do get a lot of books, as as do you, for sure. But yeah. um, I don't even know. I I counted it at one time, and then I was I just lost, kept losing count. So <laughs> I would say it's probably upwards of like closer to four hundred at this point. Oh my wow. gosh, I yeah. love that so much. So how did you get into <laughs> Bookstagram originally? Okay, so I I had talked earlier about Abby Endler, Crime by the Book. Yeah. Well, on my personal page, I was. I don't know how I stumbled upon her account, but I did, you know, just being a book lover, I guess. And then started following her for a few years. I moved to Houston and actually one of my neighbors was a bookish photog. Oh and, yeah, um, cool. Yeah, Stephanie. And so I, she was like, yeah, I have this page. And at that point she was at like 10,000 followers. And back then that was like a lot. Really? And I was like, holy cow, that's amazing. And I was picking her brain and she's like, you should totally do it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but I just have always had a thing for social media anyway. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I think it was three years ago in March that I finally just started taking photos. And she's she's a really good photographer, Stephanie. And so she I is. got some yeah, I got some pointers from her and she's like, you know, take them by a window, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, making it so that the light is shining into the book instead of like, you know, the book up against the window. So it's like nice yeah. and bright. And um, she just said, you know, this is how you can edit it or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. But before actually putting my entire account together, I was like, okay, well, I need to figure out what it's going to be. Like mm-hmm. I, I just – I need a name. I need a logo just because that's how I am. And I also want to figure out like what's the theme, what's the aesthetic going to be. So knowing that, you know, I'm really into thrillers, I was like, all right, cool. We'll figure it out. And then I was like, oh, Bone Chilling Books. I looked. No one had it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> so I love that. That's yeah. such a good feeling when you're like, I want this and no one has it. You're like, how? And right? I love it. It was supposed <laughs> to happen. So – Yeah. So I grabbed that. And then um, I just started using, oh, is it Lightroom? Adobe Lightroom? Oh, Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have that and I created a preset and I've just been using the dark and moody preset ever since I joined Instagram. Yeah. That's awesome. I So have you always been into thrillers? Have you read other books? Has it always just been like that's your favorite genre? Yeah. I've, I mean, ever since I could remember, I was reading all the the Goosebump books back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, like mysteries, thrillers all the time. Um, watching thrillers, true crime, like that. I don't know what it is. It's just I find it so fascinating. So always focus on that. Um, I actually, <laughs> since joining Bookstagram, I did try romance and I read mm-hmm. one and I was like, nope. <laughs> and I actually, I always make fun of, so like I said, Heart Racing Pages, uh, Cass in books, and then uh, The Alcove. Um, so it's that's Laura and uh, Cass and then Celeste. So they were always in a group chat and they're always sharing their like romance books. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> totally going to say like a 90s phrase here, but gag me with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You're like, oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, like cannot do that. So, but I tried it. A for effort. And yeah, good I, job. A for trying. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> um, I did do fantasy, but even then, I think Ninth House by yeah, yeah. yeah. So I tried that. I liked it. I really did. And I actually got the Hellbent, the sequel. Haven't read that yet. But um, I think that's the extent of my fantasy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that that makes sense. So I, even like growing up, were you into thrillers or is it more you're reading more now as an adult? Well, like I've always read it mm-hmm. yeah, as a young child into, like I said, the Goosebumps mm-hmm. series and everything. And then um, I kind of put it down, you know, focus on school went to college and didn't really read. The only thing I was reading was like textbooks maybe. (laughs) Um, And then I started, I think it was when I actually moved to California was when I started picking up books again. It would be like the random James Patterson and I would binge it and be like, oh my God, I need to read another. And then it would be like another few months later that I would be like, okay, I'll read another book. Um, But it wasn't until Gone Girl came out that I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this was good. And then the yeah. minute that I finished it, I ran to the movie theater to watch the movie because it was out at that time. Yeah. So yeah. it so was ever good. since then. Yeah. And then from there, I think it was uh, Girl on the Train that I read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you was know. the all the girl books. Yeah. All the girl like, books. so popular. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So – and then ever since then, it was just like really sporadic until basically – when COVID hit, it was when I was like, okay, mm. I guess I need a hobby. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think that's where a lot of people got into Bookstagram or just mm-hmm. social media in general. Like TikTok became so big because yeah, it's like, well, we have nothing off. else to do. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, here we are. Um, yeah. I guess my hobby will be connecting with people digitally. And that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> really? Crazy. It's wild though, the Bookstagram community. I mean, Part of me wishes I could be on BookTok, but I just don't have that extra energy yeah. or time to to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, the Bookstagram community is so freaking cool. Like, yeah. I love it. And it's just wild the amount of experiences, opportunities, people, connections, everything that have come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I No, I agree with you. Sorry, Olivia, I'm sure you have questions and I just keep asking a thousand questions. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. I was like, you know what? You are so excited. About it. I, I am. Was like, I'm go, so girl, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, I have, I have more like general reader questions. So are you a mood reader or are you a planner? Funny you ask. I feel like I just discovered that I was a mood reader. Okay. Yeah, okay. I used to plan out my my TBRs, my to be read lists, yeah. all the time, every single month, like a, like a mm-hmm. couple weeks in advance. I'd be like, okay, for next month, I'm gonna read this, mm-hmm. and then I would post right. about it. Right, and then that's why I see that all the time. Everybody yeah. always does that, yeah. Right, and I would actually do it, and I was like, all right, great. And then if maybe there was like one or two books at the end of the month that I just couldn't get to, but then I would like either roll that over into the next month or just push it to later. Um, but then. I ran out of time and then I would get in reading slumps and then it just the t- whole TBR thing, the planned TBR thing just mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so eventually I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and, oh, this one looks good. Cool. I'll read it. So yeah. then I realized, oh my God, I really am a mood reader for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's such, <laughs> it makes knew. like a huge difference because I can tell you like when I have like have to make myself read a book, mm. it's such a different experience than yes. I chose to read this because now I'm choosing it for fun, yep. which is yeah. 
which is what you should be doing anyway. And I think like, you know, reading should be for pleasure, but it's just a, it's a fascinating thing to me. I've tried to do the TBR thing. I think I've tried it a, once or twice. And I just was like, this is not like, I will never be able to do this. It's <laughs> hard. I think like the hard thing though is like, okay, once you're in the bookstagram space, whatever, you start getting books, you feel the yes. pressure, like you feel you the pressure yes. read and I, review them exactly in a it's, timely manner. You know, uh-huh. it's it gets kind of stressful because it's like, okay, there's some that I feel like I really need to. I don't have to read, but I feel like I need to read them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's, I totally agree with that. I mean, that's why, like I, I was saying, not that long ago, I've stopped requesting on NetGalley because I started getting so like panicky that mm-hmm. I've got these books that I've I've promised to read and it's like it, I've, I've seen this conversation as a side note I've seen this conversation where it's like some people think that by you getting arcs and not reading them it's stealing and I'm just like oh my god calm down okay. that's not what's happening right? oh I've never heard that <laughs> oh, me either I so there was like a big Twitter thing on it so this is why we don't go to Twitter <laughs> yeah I never go on Twitter but but um and I and I, do, I don't believe that, but I do believe that I made a promise. I made a promise to the publisher and to the author. For me, it's mostly I made a promise to the author to review it. And so then I feel bad when I don't and I feel guilty. And yeah, it's just easier <laughs> just to be like, I will buy it and I will read it when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, there is though for bookstagrammers and maybe book talk, but bookstagrammers is like there, like you said, there is a lot of pressure. And mm-hmm. I, it got to the point actually, and I, I hate this, but with, um, independent authors yes. who yeah. were like, hey, can you read my book? And I'm like, sure. And then I had one in particular who basically ruined it for all the others where it was just like she kept hounding me. And yeah. like, you know, can, are, when are you going to read this? I sent it to you. And I'm like, I have a life outside of this. Like I wasn't mean. And I'm like, yes, I will get to it. I just cannot right now. But then she got, I got to the point like she kept on and on and on. Yeah. And then I was totally turned off and not interested in reading her book at all anymore. So yeah. I yeah. I put it off to the side and said, okay, like I'm done um, accepting f- books from independent authors where I'm going to feel like this. Like, again, well, especially it's because, like, as I think that's a really good point. And as a pub, like, when publishers reach out, they're not really, they're like, take it or leave it. Like, right. do you want right. to have this book? Right. Great. Independent exactly. authors, I love that they are putting their work out there, that yeah. they're doing the hard work. But it, like you said, like it means so much more to them, and so mm-hmm. I, it mean like I don't want to say yes if I'm not going to be able to read it and yeah. not be able to get back to them because, like, like you just said, like they are they're so excited, and it's like yeah. it, it means so much, and so I'm like I want to be able to do that. If I can't do that, then I'll just say no because right. uh, there's other readers who would probably say yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, there have been, I mean, I, sh- I should have prefaced this, like there have been more independent authors who've reached out to me that I actually am like, you know what, I will read your book because ac- it, it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. You're, you seem cool. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's try this out. So I have given, you know, second chances and everything, but, um, yeah. and it's been a way better experience. I also think it's been a better experience because I'm more discerning. Yeah, but like just I just choose really what I which books I really am interested in versus before I would be like, sure, send me all the books. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? and, and so 
I am so much earlier in like the bookstagram world than you guys are all several years in. And I've kind of been in that stage in the last couple mm-hmm. of months where I'm like, yes, I'll take it. Yes, I'll take it. Yes, I'll take mm-hmm. it. And then I'm like, mm, now I feel like uh, now I can't, I didn't get time to read it and all of the things. Right. So I like for those, those of you who are in my spot where you're like maybe a year or so in and you're really trying to get free books listen to these guys because it's for real. Like the pressure is real of all of a sudden like, oh my God, like I maybe I should be more thoughtful about what I say yes to. Not because I don't want it, but just because like I may not be able to commit to it. Well, and it's like maybe these people only have a certain number that they can give out and they're like trying, mm -hmm. you know, choosing very carefully. So you Mm want to be cognizant of that and be like, look, you only have 10 books that you want to give out. I don't want to take the spot of someone who would like, I remember when I was first starting out, I even any book, I'd be like, yes. And I'd really read it, really review it and do my best for the author. And so I think that like, those are very meaningful for authors, you know? Yeah. And even some authors are like, listen, I don't care if you don't get to my book, if you can at least just spotlight it on your profile, then that's fine too. And sometimes I'll be able to just do that. I mean, I always have the intention of, okay, I'm going to get this book and I am going to read it. But sometimes I don't get to it right away. And it's like, you know, a few months Mm -hmm. later and still haven't read it, but at least I'm, you know, featuring it. And I, I feature it, try to feature it more than one time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I have another reader question for you. Are you the type that like highlights and does notes in your books? Oh my God. I wish I could do that (laughs) because it looks so cool. There's this one girl, I think her name is Amber, but she's seeking dystopia and she is such a cool, oh my gosh. She basically has like the Bell library with the whole rolling ladder and everything, (laughs) but she does that. She tabs, she writes, she annotates and everything. And I'm just like, oh, it looks so beautiful. Maybe if I had like really cool handwriting, <laughs> I would, but I just can't, I don't, I don't even dog ear my pages. Yeah. yeah. No, I, same thing. I've, but I've always thought like maybe that might end up being more of a trend in more of the, like the fantasy slash romance readers. I don't see a lot of thriller readers doing it. So I was just curious. Well, okay. When you're talking about fantasy, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read a fantasy book, but those books are thick. Number one, number two, yes. there are so many characters, so much. <laughs> yes. You have to take notes to keep track of everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's why they have those, like those family trees and like giant <laughs> maps and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So probably with those books, I would. Yeah, <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Megan, who are some of your favorite authors? Oh, man. Do I have a limit? No. No. Okay, that's really good news. <laughs> so I – well, okay. Actually, I was thinking about this question because I did see it beforehand, and I was like, ooh. So when someone asks what who's some of your favorite authors, like are you talking about them as a person? Or no. are you about them as like a writer? A writer. Oh, writer. Definitely a writer. a writer. I never, ever think about people as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're a person too? Okay, you're cool. Awesome. No, as a, yeah. as a writer, like their books is okay, what I mean. Yeah. I right. mean, maybe it's good to think of it that way, but I never do. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I will tell you the first one I'm going to say is Heather Chavez. and Oh, and yes. We even- love her. Yes. Even as a human being, though, she is fantastic. I I want to meet her one day, and I feel like I'm going to fangirl so hard (laughs) when that day comes, but she's so awesome. She's just super down to earth and really funny. Um, But anyway, her 
debut novel, No Bad Deed. I just sing its praises all the time. I love so it. Good. So, so good. So good. Like the opening chapter, are you kidding me? I, I did not breathe the entire chapter. I mean, thank <laughs> God it wasn't that long. But I was just like, okay. And then <laughs> I just binged the heck out of that book. Um, her sophomore novel, Blood Will Tell, was great. Mm-hmm. It was about, you know, the two sisters and just I, I really enjoyed that one a lot. It was definitely different pace than No Bad Deed. Mm-hmm. Um and then her newest one, Before She Finds Me, I'm oh, like, yeah. I love it so much. I cannot wait for it to come out on, I think it's, oh. Today. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? what? Oh. Yes. <laughs> it is today. Yes. So, yeah. Fantastic. I love her books. I can't wait for her to write more. Oh, and fun fact, I'm really excited about this. If you go to the acknowledgments of Before She Finds Me, I am in there. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That I is cried. so cool. Yeah. I, I cried when I saw it because it's funny because she was like, so have you gotten to the end of the book yet? And I was like, I'm almost there. And she's like, okay. And like Aww. a couple days goes by and she's like, so did you get to the end of the book? And I'm like, yeah. And I was telling her about it, how much I liked it. And she's like, but look at the <laughs> acknowledgement. The actual end of the book, like the actual end, yeah. end those final she's pages. Like, <laughs> she's like, look at the acknowledgements. And I was like, oh my God. And it's so funny because I usually read the acknowledgements first even really? Though, uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Yes. But even, though, <laughs> even though sometimes the there may be like a spoiler or two in there from the author, but like I I don't know why I always go and just check them out. This is the first book that I didn't do that with, and How I told her that. Yeah, I was like, I'm so sorry, but uh, it was cool. And like, of course, my mom, I got, I was able to get because I got. A, couple of other copies and I gave it to my mom and my mom saw it and she kept it. She's like, no one is taking this copy. (laughs) That is so sweet. Yeah. Proud moment. But, um, anyway, other (laughs) authors. So Tiffany D Jackson, Mm -hmm. I love her. She writes a lot of the young adult, uh, thrillers Mm -hmm. grown, the weight of blood Monday's not coming allegedly like so good. Love her stuff. Um, Oh, another favorite is S.A. Cosby. Of oh, course. yeah. Love. Razor Blade Tears, My Darkest Prayer, Blacktop Wasteland. And then actually, mm-hmm. I'm currently reading uh, All the Sinners Bleed. Nice. He is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I, it's so gritty. It's like Southern noir. It's like, right. I just love it. And, and it's really cool because uh, Razor Blade Tears is being optioned for film and i believe jerry bruckheimer is yes. the yeah producer behind it i'm like oh, cool what? yeah yeah super cool. um peter swanson the kind worth killing and eight perfect murders of course yeah such bingeable okay. psychological thrillers lisa jewel i just feel like she's the queen of suspense oh, yep. of course yes. yep my first of hers was watching you Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I read later, like the family upstairs, the family mm-hmm. remains. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to read her newest one that's coming out in August in the U.S. Anyway, uh, none of this is true. It's so oh, yes. good. Yeah, it's so good. I've heard it's her best. So. I think it is. Which it's that's my favorite because uh-huh. she's an incredible writer and really? she's pretty prolific. I yeah. think that I liked it so much because it felt like more of a traditional like thriller instead of normally she writes like suspenseful but not really thriller so that's why I really loved it It, yeah it's my favorite by far cool I am so excited um actually I just got to the uh final 
cover version because I had the like I had the cover to be revealed. It was just a black cover, so I finally mm-hmm. got the colored version. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> so cool. uh, it's and honestly, so quick side note, like anytime you receive a book, it's been over well about three years now that I've been receiving books from authors and publishers, but. Every single time you get book mail, it's like still that same feeling. It never goes it away. Yeah. It's so true. It's just like the most exciting. I'm like, I don't care what else I get. If it's a book, <laughs> I get like a little anxiety. Like, what is this book? Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> my, family, my family's always like, oh, mom, you got a book again. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you're like, yay. Like I said, I just kind of started getting these books in the mail in the last like couple of months. So my husband now just laughs at me because the I can, we can see the mailbox from my my window of my office. And he'll be like, um, your man's here. And I'm like, oh, you mean <laughs> the mailman? Let me run out there. I'm always disappointed when, when there's not a book day. And I'm just like, dang it. Okay. <laughs> the best. What do you get? That it? makes me think of, okay, so I go to the post office a ton to mail books, right? Like yes. a ton, like yep. excessive amount. So I thought that I was making friends with the UPS guy <laughs> because we were having a good, like every time I go in, he always chats with me. He like asked to follow me on Instagram. Like oh, we talk okay. about books. Yeah. Anyway, then the other day he's like, so you up and I was like uh oh <laughs> I was like do I have to switch post offices because no. he went he crossed over into like we're friends and I was like wait hold on what's happening wait no. wait what you're my you're my mail person sir please <laughs> that is so funny I was like do I need to move <laughs> It was very uncomfortable. I was like, hmm, I might have made a horrible decision, but it's far, far too late for that now. I've committed. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how that all pans yeah, out. Yeah, I definitely want to hear how this goes. <laughs> I hope nothing comes of it. And next time I go in, I'm just like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was real bad. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, uh, well, okay. quick, sorry, I know I know we're still on the author question. I'm sure yes. you want to go past it, but I really need to just list off a couple others because I just Please I really do. Love yeah. uh, Jennifer Hillier. Of oh, course. yeah. Yes, she's my queen. Yes. Yep. I recently read actually, I think my fourth of hers, and that was Wonderland because it so came good. out on audio and yep. I listened to it and it was so good. I was like, why? How did I not read this earlier? Wait, did you it recommend like- it on audio? I, I really yes. would. Oh, I, yes. I okay. thought it was really good because originally it was published just as an ebook, not even right. as a physical book. Mm-hmm. So super cool. Um, Sally Hepworth, The Good Sister and The Soulmate, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Kara Thomas for Young Adult That Weekend and The Cheerleaders, very good. She's got a new one actually that just came out, Out of the Ashes. And then um, for a little lighter stuff, I love El Cosmato who wrote the Finley Donovan series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was a lot of fun. And then St- Stacey Willingham with A Flicker in the Dark and All the Dangerous Things, like, loved those books so much. Oh, my gosh. They're all such good authors. Like, every person you're saying, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> can't go wrong with any of them. Right. You really can't. You can't. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. that's well, a great that's- list. Yeah, I love it. Um, pub day today. Yes. What do we have? All right. Well, if you need some more authors to add to your list, we've got a handful here for you today on pub day. It is Woo-hoo. June 27th. And like we mentioned a little bit earlier, 
It is pub day for Before She Finds Me by Heather Chavez. Um, We had our guest, Kristen Bird, covered her, featured this book on episode 22. If you want to go back and listen to more about how great this book is, just as a friendly reminder, it's the Pregnant Assassin book. Um, Yes, I'm so into that. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) uh, Up next, we have uh, one called A Most Agreeable Murder by Julia Seals. This is feisty, passionate Beatrice Steele has never fit the definition of a true lady. According to the strict code of contact that reigns in Swampshire, her small English township, she is terrible at needlework. She has absolutely no musical ability and her artwork is so bad it frightens people. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, she has a perfectly agreeable life with her marriage scheming mother, prankster father, and two younger sisters, beautiful Louisa and forgettable Mary. But she harbors a dark secret. She is obsessed with true crime cases she reads in the newspaper if anyone in her etiquette obsessed community found out she'd be deemed a morbid creep and banished from a respectable society forever for her family's sake she's vowed to put her obsession behind her because eligible bachelor edmund croaksworth is set to attend the approaching autumnal ball and the Steele family hopes that louisa will steal his heart if not martin grubb their disgusting cousin will inherit the family's estate and they will be ruined or even worse forced to move to france <laughs> i love that they try to make him gross by calling his last name grubb they're like you hate him his last name is grubb you you hate him right and we're like yeah yeah okay Even moving to france and i this is i think this is clearly like a historical fiction is what i'm gathering yes. out of this like maybe a cozy vibes so beatrice must put on her best behavior which is made difficult when a disgraced yet alluring detective inexplicably shows up at the ball mm. so um i feel like that sounds like a very light-hearted fun mystery so yes that sounds yeah. very fun very yeah. exciting That is Most Agreeable Murder by Julia Seals. Next up, we have Truly Darkly Deeply by Victoria Selman, which Mm -hmm. I was like, that title, hello. Mm -hmm. We've got another bit of a historical here. Mm -hmm. A top Mm -hmm. breakout psychological serial killer thriller with a wicked twist. Maddie Melgren is a convicted serial killer serving life without parole for the murders of several women in London in the 1980s. He has consistently protested his innocence, and the evidence against him was largely circumstantial. At the time of his arrest, Maddie's girlfriend was Amelia Rose, a single mother of 12-year-old Sophie. Sophie adores Maddie. He's handsome, funny, respectable. She could never suspect him of the brutal killings in the headlines. Then a police sketch of a suspect is released that looks a lot like Maddie. Was it him? Sophie is consumed with doubt and guilt, causing her to act impulsively, ripping her family apart. Years later, she's still haunted by her actions. Was she wrong to have done what she did all of those years ago? Then Sophie receives a letter from Maddie. He's dying and asks her to visit him in prison. Will she finally get the answer she needs to be able to reclaim her future? Mm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty fascinating. It sounds yeah. like, a, like in the 80s, maybe she was like, my – I feel like this is maybe – taken from the idea of a point of view of ted bundy's stepdaughter oh right like okay. this is kind of the vibe okay. i'm getting out of this yeah and then mm-hmm. like when he like he's older he's now and then she's being asked like come see me and maybe she's the one who called i don't know mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. all speculation but i'm highly into it yes love it <laughs> if love it, it if it's definitely that i will definitely be into it <laughs> yeah right. that's a yes for me 
Um, okay, last one we have is called Try Not to Breathe by David Bell. An ex-cop sets out to find her missing sister and discovers the shocking truth about her family. A traumatic experience in the line of duty forces 30-year-old Avery Rogers to abandon both her relationship and her position as a Kentucky State Police Officer. She retreats to a college town where she works as an unfulfilling job as a security guard, breaking up fights between drunken frat boys. But a friend, frantic phone call turns Avery's life upside down. Her father, a retired cop who never fails to convey his disappointment in Avery, ouch, says her half-sister is missing and in danger. Avery is sure Anna's just crashing with friends, and but her father strong-arms her into searching for the sister she barely knows. Anna Rogers is fed up with her family, a half-sister who re- resents her existence, and a domineering father who thinks it's okay for cops to shoot unarmed civilians. Ooh. Yikes. She Ooh. hits the road to attend a protest against police brutality, unaware of the danger that awaits her there. Just after catching a glimpse of Avery at the protest, Anna receives a shocking text. Now she's no longer road tripping. She's running, pursued by an older sister who she doesn't trust and a violent stranger who has been stalking her for weeks. When Avery discovers Anna's hiding place near a remote cave system, she risks everything to save her. Little do the sisters know that a secret is catching up to them, a secret at the very heart of their family history. There's wow. a lot going on. I in feel that like one. I was just on a yeah. most wild ride on just that description. That was a what? good amount just shoved right in there. I, wow. I don't even know how to react, actually. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, I was into it. And then I'm like, okay, so we've got like a whole police protest. Retail. Okay, that's a really, that's a good mm-hmm. uh, perspective. And then now she's running from her sister. Okay. And we're in a cave mm-hmm. system. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> but sounds like it's going to be a wild ride. So yes. that is uh, Try Not to Breathe by David Bell. Congratulations to all those authors on Pub Day and to listeners. I hope you found something new to pick up this week. Yay! Okay, so today I am talking about one of my very favorite authors, Katherine Ryan Howard. Oh, love uh-huh. her. Love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. And I am going to be talking about The Trap, um, which comes Ooh. out on August 1st, 2023. You probably know her from The Nothing Man, Rewind, Runtime, 56 Days, all of those books. There's more. So many more. Mm-hmm. She's so good. <laughs> um, I feel like she got super popular after The Nothing Man, personally, but that's maybe yeah. just because that's when I found her. Well, so who could I think? found her at 56 Days when she was a book of the month um, oh, choice. Okay. So. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's when she became – who can say? Who, know, who knows? Either way, she's amazing. Doesn't matter. It's amazing. Yes. She's got a great backlog. She's so good. So once you read her book and you're like, I love it, there's previous books to read. So don't worry. So um, with her book, real quick, yeah. uh, 56 Days, I got it as a book of the month selection and it's been on my <laughs> it's been on my <laughs> shelf ever since and I feel terrible. But it's just it, – I don't know why I do that. I, we Not, all do it. We all do it. We definitely yeah. all do it. I will tell you, though, I was very hesitant to read it because I was like, mm, pandemic, I don't know. Right. It blew me away. I was okay. like, I did not feel anxiety that I thought it's I was so going to feel with it. It was so good, so twisty. Like, I didn't think I was going to – I was like, mm, I don't know because I'd never heard of her before. And then I read it and was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And then started reading her others, and they're all incredible. They okay. are. They all really right. are. You'll love so- it. Okay, I will make it more of a priority. Uh, push, push it up to my put it at the top of the list. Yeah, 
That's my go-to phrase, and it's just not true. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a clear lie. But it's I mean, it's a lie every counts. single week. But yes, I hear you. It's the thought that counts, and we're all thinking about her now. That's um, right. She's she's so good. Okay, so the trap is about a girl who is stranded on the side of the road in the middle of the night trying to get home. Um, she's takes a ride from a stranger and as they drive, she starts to like have a lot of anxiety and fear. She doesn't think she can trust him. And she's wondering if he is the man she's looking for, or if he's someone else. Mm. So Lucy's sister disappeared a year ago and nobody cared. Two more women are also missing and one finally gets the attention of the police. They create Operation Tide to try to find the serial killer. But Lucy has other ideas and decides to take matters into her own hands. So this book is set in Ireland and the characters are Lucy, who is a girl. She has a missing sister and she's the one, you know, her sister went missing. She's really worried about it. She feels like her sister hasn't gotten very much attention in the media. And um, now that more girls are going missing, it's it's becoming a problem. Like maybe this is a serial killer. And then there's Angela. She's a woman who works for the Missing Persons Unit. Denise, who's a detective and a family liaison officer. And then you also have an unnamed killer who is narrating the book. Ooh, I uh-huh. love that. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Uh, so my thoughts about this book. This book was told from multiple perspectives, including Lucy, Angela, and the killer. It was okay. classic Catherine Ryan Howard because it had amazing writing, interesting characters, it, the story, it wasn't really a story that went anywhere, but it was fun to read. It was a lot of internal dialogue and okay. learning about the characters. The ending was very unique, um, but it was not satisfying, I will say. Oh, at that's all. a bummer. I mean, some people like that. I like to feel like everything's kind of tied like up. Ambiguous, like if there yes. was some ambiguity. Uh, okay, yeah, ambiguity. I, I can understand. Some people do love it because they want to do their own like interpretation. Yes, but I'm with you. I like. Yes. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, to I'm like. It. I don't. I don't want to think. I'm not paying for this book to think. You know. <laughs> um. So this book was essentially about a woman who is using herself as bait to catch the killer that took her sister. Oh so, my gosh. Uh-huh. She I pretends- love that. Oh my god, that's so brilliant. Yes. Oh, so, so she good. goes, she pretends to be drunk. She's trying to like go in the same area where all the women were kidnapped. She kind of wanders around and she's hoping that the same guy will come and take her so she can find where her sister is, which is very interesting. And there, it also, there's a big part of it that surrounds the missing persons unit who is looking for the missing women and trying to figure out which victims are part of a serial killer and which victims are just victims of other crimes. So, Mm. yes, very good. What worked for me, I really loved the killer's perspective. I thought it was interesting to get into the frame of mind. It was really creepy. The plot was very original. It picked up as it went along. I love the idea of searching and, like, hunting for a killer. Mm -hmm. And this book had so many ways it could go. I wasn't really sure the direction it would go in. I... There was also references to some of her previous books, which I love. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that she so does good. Easter eggs. It's so yes. freaking amazing. It's I love so when authors do that. Um, what didn't work for me was Lucy, the girl who's searching for her sister. She doesn't even like her sister. 
and yet she's like <laughs> looking for her and like putting herself in danger and like kind of ruining her own life and she's like yeah that I hate her you know and it's like okay why are you I don't understand like you don't even care about her but yet but it's just because it's your sister yeah it's kind of I don't know it's kind of confusing she also made a ton of bad decisions where you're just like "Mm, mm -hmm, bad choice bad choice like (laughs) I'm gonna go out in the middle of the night by myself and tell no one and be like oh maybe he'll come oh gosh it's like the yeah but that's what Go ahead. Sorry, it's like the characters in movies where they just run upstairs. Yes, you're like, <laughs> why would you go upstairs? It was the worst choice. You're cornering yourself, yeah, dummy. Yeah. yeah, she's like that. It was, it was annoying. And the other main, one of the main characters, Angela, who was the, um, the missing persons unit um, person, she was also annoying because she kept breaking the law like over and over and being like wait, I'm having consequences for my actions? I don't get it. Like, I I was doing it for the greater good. And I'm like, girl, you're very annoying. And you keep breaking the law and being like, huh, this is weird. I just thought maybe everything would work out for me. And it didn't. And I'm like, you are the worst. So I didn't like either of them at all. And it also, when the book ended, left the characters off, like I said, at an unsatisfying time which that's not my favorite. So overall, I rated it 3.5 stars. Trigger warnings, murder, cults, sexual assault, obsession. Similar books were If I Disappear by Eliza Jane Brazier and Don't Look for Me by Wendy Walker. Ooh, I love that book. Me yeah. too. And it, I mean, it's it's still really good. It just, there were some pet peeves where I was like, mm, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But it was still good. I will also say what you just said for like the trigger warnings. All maybe just say I just cannot wait to read this book. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. For me, I'm just like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I look at the trigger warnings on books, and I'm always like, ooh, okay, yeah, yeah this, this is, is definitely this like is for it. sure going to be a book yeah. I'm gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, twisted people we are. My yes. husband sometimes questions. He's like, so you have all these thriller books. You are obsessed with like true crime, and you watch mm-hmm. all the things. Um, should I be worried? And I'm like, the only time you should be worried is if you're just not feeling well and you're not understanding why you're not feeling well. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, I some told arsenic him, or some uh, right. Well, uh, what the is thing the thing is, radio fluid. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, but the thing is, is like I wouldn't do it that way anyway because all on the Dateline shows, like, yes. oh yeah, it's always shown. Like, so all it does not be way. that way. No, yeah. that's like everyone would guess that you got to be right. more creative. That's you right. Have to be more creative. <laughs> And you know how you get creative ideas is you read books like The Trap or right. <laughs> mm-hmm. or your book. Can you tell us about yours? I'm very excited to hear about it. I've never read a Tiffany Jackson book, so I'm very excited. Oh, gosh. She's great. Chelsea, did you read The Weight of Blood by Tiffany Jackson? No, I oh. didn't. So okay. I'm super excited to hear about it. All right. So it was published September 6, 2022. This is hands down my favorite of hers. It was actually my favorite book in 2022. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. It really, I just, I just loved it so much. Um, it's actually, so it's a suspenseful, and I would actually even call it some parts horror, uh, young adult Ooh. novel, and it pays homage to Stephen King's Carrie. Okay. So mm-hmm. she's a huge fan of him and of his work, which was really cool to find out. But it follows this biracial teenager. Her name's Maddie Washington. Um, and then her high school is based in Georgia, like a small town, Georgia, small town in Georgia. Um, and it has its first 
integrated prom. Mm. So she passed for white her entire life, mainly because of her father, because he didn't want anyone to know that he had ever been with a black woman or that his daughter was part black, which is Mm -hmm. terrible. Um, But eventually it comes out that she is biracial because she was like running one day and her, uh, she was trying to get home in time, but it started raining. And then as soon as it started raining, her hair just completely Mm, went up okay. into like you know so yeah. uh everyone finds out that she's biracial and they're like what the heck and then the bullying starts and then a video that's shown of the bullying uh went viral and it exposed this school for being racist and mm-hmm. there were some student student leaders who came up with this plan to have this integrated prom to try to showcase that unity um Keyword being try. Yeah. But so Maddie was asked to the prom by the school's black quarterback, Kenny or Kendrick. And uh, he's really popular. He actually has a white girlfriend who's the very popular class president. And she was the one who told him, Kenny, to ask Maddie to prom. Oh, Okay. I was like, is she going to bully her? And yeah, like, I thought that she was going to be the one that was like bullying horrible. her. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are two main bullies, like Jules and Kaylee. Um, but there are some instances where Wendy kind of is, like you see it. And mm-hmm. some of the things that she does and says is considered racist and everything. Um, you have Jules who does blackface and like tries mm-hmm. to dress up as Maddie Washington. Oh it's like really terrible. Wow. Um, and then Thomas is Maddie's dad, like I said, and he's just – an awful human being. He, he does way more than, um, disowning her, the fact that she's half black. So I don't want to get into it cause I don't want to, you know, Spoiler risk any spoilers. Yeah, yeah. But he just, he's just not a cool person at all. Um, and then you've got Brady, who's Jules's boyfriend, who in my eyes was kind of like a follower, but he mm-hmm. basically did whatever Jules told him to do. Um, just a jerk too. Like, He's associated with a bully. In my eyes, he was a bully too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, so it's small town Georgia. There's not many black people there. Certainly not many biracial people at all. And uh, I, I think everything worked. Honestly, um, I know that this is a problem for you, Chelsea. But the ending, even though it wasn't like tied with a pretty bow, and uh-huh. hey, this is what happened. It kind of is open ended, like cliffhanger, but. It, I actually liked it because it allowed for me to create that happy ending that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So characters were just really well-written, very in-depth. I felt so connected to them. Maddie was is definitely one of my top favorite characters of a fiction book. Um, I just thought she was – you first meet her and she's like this really – you know, she seems weak and vulnerable and like – no one looked at me. No one talked to me. You know, she didn't have many friends. And then all of a sudden at the end, she's just like this powerhouse and don't mess with me type of person. And I, I loved it. She That's was awesome. awesome. Yeah. And then, um, also, ugh, I, I just, I can't get into it, but I love, I also love Kenny Kendrick. So uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but anyway, so you feel really connected to them, th- to the story, the themes, the elements. Sadly, I mean, it's all too real and relevant for today. But I just thought that Tiffany did an excellent job with it and and even paying homage to Carrie. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. When is this set? Is it set in the 70s? No, That's it's the- like very – like it's today. What? 
Yeah. And she even said it in, um, and I, I don't have the book in front of me, but in her, the arc that she sent me, the advanced reader copy, um, there was a little piece in the front where she had said, you know, this stuff happens to this day in towns in like the South and like rural areas and everything where it's just like, you don't think it does, but it does. There's definitely still, um, separation. That makes me so sad. Like that, Yeah, it's like the, you know, when you hear about trigger, that's a trigger. Like the fact fact that that happens now is triggering. The fact that people are still so stuck in that mindset is like Mm -hmm. horrible and horrifying and depressing and sad. And like, it just, it hurts to see, especially coming from places that are a little bit more, um, progressive like I I mean I live in Southern California so even we have it here it's not that we don't have it but it's like people have the decency to feel guilty and embarrassed for being racist usually but that makes me so sad that like when it's the norm and people are like proud of that I know I am really like I think this sounds like the big one of the big things taking away from this about it being current like right because I mean my a hundred percent was like this is like Carrie was in the seventies, right? This is like when they're first integrating was like sixties. So I was like, when exactly? And I am floored. I'm yeah. floored. And I think that's an important education because that is I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, her books are very triggering anyway. And some of them have even been banned, which is awful. Oh. I hate that. But um yeah, I just I highly recommend all of her books. Truly, like like I said, they are not for the faint of heart. They are very triggering. So, you know, if any of listeners or anything are looking into her books, just make sure you really mm. understand the trigger warnings before. So, speaking of trigger warnings, though, for this particular book, The Weight of Blood, um, obviously racism, microaggressions, uh, bullying police brutality. There's um, even mentions of lynching and then brief uses of the N-word. Um, child abuse wow. and gra- yeah, graphic violence, even sexism. So this book is filled with a lot, but it just, she, like I said, she did such a good job portraying all that. And it you really get in your feels with the book. So yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, hands down, I just I rated it five out of five stars. If I could do more, I would. Uh, like I said, I just I love this book. I thought she did a great job, and the fact that it's young adult, I just it's it's uh, bold of her to have written right. about this for young adult. So I love it. And then uh, similar books, obviously, being Carrie by Stephen King, uh, The Getaway by Lamar Giles. I read that as well. Loved that book. Thought it was very good. Very dystopian world. Um, and then the black queen by Jumata Hill email, who it, that book is also fantastic. So right. both of those books, the getaway and the black queen, uh, black queen came out this year. The getaway came out, I believe in September, October timeframe. Very cool. Are those also YA? Are they what? Are they also YA or are they adult? Oh yeah. Those are both, uh, young YA. Adult. okay. Yep. They're, okay. And Lamar and Jumata, they're both actually written by uh, black authors great awesome that sounds really good like it sounds sad but it sounds like something that people should read yeah Yeah. like it's the um what you were talking about not that long ago chelsea about like your horror thing where like you have found in reading horror you're seeing so much deeper than what's actually yeah there and it sounds like that's kind of the exact same thing getting out of this book Yeah. yeah yeah like the horror is 
people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Well, Olivia, uh, what is your book? My book is, uh, I don't think it, there's a, a lot of themes to it, but there maybe there is. And, you know, I never see them anyway, so <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so I said this at the top of the show uh, when I was talking with Chelsea that the book I am reviewing today, I have not finished reading. But it is so good that I was like, I have to talk about it. Um, so this is called Number One Fan by Meg Ellison. It came out in August of 2022. It is 352 pages or 11 hours on audio, firmly a psychological thriller. And this book was one of our very first Pub Day shout outs. It was featured Aww. in episode one of our Aww. podcast. How and cute. Past listen, us. We yeah, were adorable. Go, good for us. But I just want to – like, I mean, I definitely influence myself with these Pub Day <laughs> You're like, this sounds good. I was like, Ooh, I should buy purchase. this. Yes. So I did. And I am I'm about 80% of the way through. So I felt like this was enough that I could I could speak to it. It is really good. Okay. Elizabeth, who goes by Eli, is like an SJ Moss uh figure where she has this incredible fantasy series based around a strong female protagonist, Millicent, who is a magical police detective. So they're kind of thriller fantasy type books. And she is this really popular author with this series. So one day she gets off a private flight as she's going from different book signings and into her waiting rideshare vehicle, where she gratefully accepts a bottle of cool water from her friendly driver. Then she wakes up chained in his basement. <laughs> of course. Yeah. With only a bed and it's giant poster board of rules that she must follow. Um, and the the rules are like perverted rules based upon the school that is or the the world that is based in her fantasy what? books. What? Yes. Yeah. What? So the story follows Eli, her captor, her, Leonard. Um, Joe. Ew. Her, yeah, hate right. Leonard. Leonard is gross. <laughs> Joe, her personal assistant, who gets the FBI involved. So this is told through multiple POV, which is third person omniscient with flashbacks and emails and like Twitter correspondence. Mm, so mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting because of the way that the book is written. You're getting there are some chapters where I have there are multiple POVs in the chapter. And, uh, but it's third person omniscient. So like it kind of yeah. works. Anyway, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So anyway, not only is Leonard a fan of Eli's work, he's an author himself and he's dying for the same respect and adulation that Eli receives from anyone, but especially from Eli herself. He not only wants to have Eli and her formidable pr protagonist Millicent, uh, in his life, but he wants to be Eli. Ew. So this book is bananas. Uh, it's so good. The things that Leonard does to Eli to break her body and her mind are horrendous. A ton of psychological torture, starvation, thirst, some body torture, but all like really creepy things I actually haven't seen done before. So it's pretty interesting. An example that I will give you, this one that stood out to me, I was like, holy crap. She realizes when she was first passed out, all of a sudden she's like, everything, when she wakes up, everything's blurry because he took out her contacts. Ew. Which to me is just like extra creepy for some reason. I, like, no. He had, he had time to dig in there. And yes. Just, yeah. Yeah, Ew. it's nutty. So Ew. I will tell you, like, I have been 
plowing through this book. I'm so addicted. I have to know what happens next. And uh, the characters are super compelling. I can't get enough of what's going on in Eli and Leonard's heads because they're like in this toe-to-toe battle of wills where he's like trying to break her mentally and she and turn him turn her into his perfect companion, who is her character. So he wants her to become her character. So and weird. He wants to become her. It's super weird, but so good, so fascinating. Um, okay, so the setting is in California. It's both in Northern California and I think down in Joshua Tree. Mm, and ooh. trigger warnings for this are uh, Leonard being Leonard oh, is a huge trigger yeah. warning. I'm not into huge. Leonard at all. Yeah. He's a no for me. And they they describe him like he's like Slender Man like like he's so <gasps> tall and like really thin and gangly and ugh. ew. Yeah. So. Uh, being drugged, abduction, a stalker, body shaming, starvation, torture, mental and physical torture, attempted rape, and assault. Um, so there's a lot going on in it. There is Ew. This is not a trigger warning, but I did want to call out that there is great LGBTQ representation. So I love that. Okay, great. Um, so that's what works, also works in it. And <laughs> creepy factors are high in this book. I'm just creeped out yeah leonard. so so creepy. it's out. leonard leonard yes. sounds like a real uncomfortable person he's I very uncomfortable very unsettling yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so what what does is it working and it's not like it doesn't work i can't really decide how i feel about the third person omniscient because there was like one chapter and it could be the audiobook of it I have the physical copy as well, but I didn't bring it with me. Um, so I've only listened to the audio. But there's one chapter that is an hour long and it go- has four different points of view in it. Mm. Not all the same scene, but like uh, the story is progressing. And I'm just not 100% sure that I, I'm loving that. Mm. However, mm. the story is so engaging and everything between Ellen, Eli and Leonard is just – I can't. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, I haven't finished. As of right now, I would rate it about a four and a half stars. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're going to see how this ending goes. Similar books are Misery by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do it because there's a lot of author background stuff that happens in this um, by Jamie Lynn Hendricks. And my guess is like maybe the last word. You're guessing Taylor- correctly. That's, okay, yes. great. That's what I was great. thinking. I haven't read it yet. But You're guessing uh, the last right. word by Taylor yeah. Adams. Yeah. So it's the same vibes. Really good, weird people obsession with authors and authors being bad as well oh it's so good so what's the title again it is called a number one fan by meg ellison okay adding it to goodreads right now (laughs) perfect yeah you're gonna love it i can't wait to hear when you get to it one day text me or message me oh i I understand (laughs) don't you worry Um, it's just yeah. that I hate Leonard with my whole heart. That's you, all. I mean, honestly, you would absolutely hate him, but he's the I do. He's so, I do so hate so him creepy. now. I'm, I'm not enjoying him in any way, and I think that <laughs> I'm not going to read this book. Thanks, Leonard. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> Fair. Thank you so Fair much enough. for your bad so attitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, sound, it does sound good. It sounds yeah. like a great choice, and it sounds very creepy. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. This was so fun. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I like I said, I haven't I don't think I've ever been on the side of the microphone before. So it was really awesome for me. Thank you. Yay. Good. First time for everything, here. right? <laughs> so if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? 
Oh, go over to Instagram, just type in bone chilling books and you'll see my little skull logo. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Love that. And if you guys want to reach out to the podcast, you can reach out to us on Instagram at thrillers by the book club pod, or you can find me at thriller book babe or me at Olivia J writes. And I hope that everybody found some good books that they are going to read this week. Let us know which ones that you decided you're going to pick up or add to your TBR And, uh, you know, kill some time. Read a thriller. Bye. Bye.